Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How are you? Looks like somebody's got a case of the Monday. I'm going to sleep in my lasagna. No, it's too early. It's, you know, I don't think... It's... It's... You skip over the... I mean, do we really all need to be working? No! I read a statistic today. Did you really? Tell me about it. You know how... You know how reliable those are. It better prove my point. It's <laughs> I'm, I'm making a fist and turning my head a little yeah, bit. You pow right to the moon. It said using the technology to do, to to see people's cell phones and tell where they are. Uh huh. Right, the spyware uh-uh. of watching. The spyware of watching. The spyware of watching. They I'd say, read a John Le Carre book called that. They say. That only 35% of uh-huh. the population of downtown San Francisco has returned to work since the heyday before the pandemic. Oh, it's a big thing here. Are you, are you, do you, Nobody's is that a downtown? Big thing that, is it a big thing there? Oh, yeah. Nobody is going to work in the buildings. I feel like sometimes the um, I don't pose or present myself as any kind of scholar of San Francisco no. history. No, no, no. As far, you far, know. From, far from it. No, I, I literally don't care. No, um, you gave me my first Muni t-shirt. Oh, did I? Yeah, you gave me a Muni T-shirt. Uh, that was, was there already, a joke on it. No, it was already pretty faded. It had the it had the logo of Muni. You know, it's good, a very nice, good seventies looking logo. Yeah, nice uh, sturdy shirt. And you said, um, you said, ah, I might, I might, I might want that back. But uh-huh. but you can you can wear it. Uh huh. I, I feel like I it's something that's becoming it. apparent. I need I should I need to start writing more things down. I think I may have given you. More, I don't want to say giving you clothes, but I've given you more articles of clothing than I've realized. Yeah, well, the, we might need have... to like eventually kind of like I, just for fun, it'd be nice to just mm. for the museum piece to catalog. Mm. You get the Henderson jacket, which I can't believe fit you. Yeah, the Henderson jacket uh, was uh, was definitely like a. Were you fixing to go to Europe or something? There it was, was something a size just... large the Henderson. I yeah. think it was. I think it was big on you and small on well, me. Big on me, but the thing is, and this is something I can't teach my goddamn kid today. Something I learned a long time ago, being from a cold place. Layers. Oh yeah, layers. You're going to get somewhere, and you're going to take that off. The Henderson jacket is not there to pull your look together. Your Henderson jacket is there to keep you warm and dry. And then yeah. you could say you could take it off and go Merry Christmas. Hand someone a poinsettia. Yeah, and now you're at the party in your uh, in your Christmas jumper, as they say. There you go. Layers. See, it's got to be, but it's got to be big enough to accommodate a jumper. On in my case, I was uh, I was lean then. I was slim. When I bought that, I weighed one hundred and forty. I think I was one forty nine <laughs> when I bought that. You seen photos? It, I was when, very narrow. When you gave it to me, I was a I was a strapping two ten. Yeah, uh, but all it, cock. It it fit like a sweater. Uh, but I don't know why you had an extra large Muni T-shirt, unless you were unless you were coming out of a '90s phase where you wore extra large clothes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, no, did you do I like, that? I, did you do that in the '90s? Did you wear extra extra large clothes? I don't like to talk about the '90s because there's a lot about it that I think was kind of unfair. No, just unfair to me in particular. Oh, I mean, I I have been wearing. I was wearing <laughs> like you, probably for different reasons. I've been wearing flannel shirts since I was a baby. <laughs> I've worn That's flannel all they shirts. Gave us. That's all they had. We had to share one between yeah. all of Pasco County. No, I yeah. wanted to look like I, I had a I had a particularly sort of fruity look I fashioned for myself in 1980 because I wanted to look like. But I think I've told you this. I wanted to look like. Um, oh, who's the white-haired uh, Nazi one? Bo, Bo Duke or Luke Duke? Bo 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 Bo. Bo. And so Bo I would wear and Luke. Yeah, Bo. I had a Bo. I had a look that I perceived to be based on Bo Duke, which was I had uh, I would have a, a turtleneck. My mom got me at Sears, and over that I'd wear uh, a <laughs> plaid shirt, yeah. partially buttoned up. Did, you, know, you didn't you didn't rip the sleeves off of the off the flannel shirt. What a savage. <laughs> Not from Wakulla <laughs> County. <laughs> Take that, Wakulla County. I'm not from Lee County. No, I'm not from the. Uh, I, I could do more. You want to hear more? I'm from Seminole <laughs> County, or as ah, we call it, Seminole. Take that, Seminole County. Yeah. Oh, look I at saw, me! I'm from Pinellas County. I'm fancy. Blah blah blah. I saw another statistic. This claimed. This claimed that a scientist had drawn a map of the best possible road trip in America. Ooh, I love that idea. Uh, so did I. 
And then I saw that the map not only routed the best possible road trip in America through Denver, but also through Jacksonville. And I was oh. like, this can't possibly be the best road trip you could take in America, that you visited both Denver and Jacksonville on the same trip? Nobody even had to explain it to me. Once I understood the rock, indie rock version of the Chitlin Circuit, um, nobody had to even explain it to me, something mm. that you have probably in your bones just as much as Dee Boone or you know Henry Rollins, mm. which is like, if you want to play a show in some, like, you know, in some hotbed where like you could maybe draw a hundred or more people, you're going to have to lily pad your way there by going to places that probably have a lot fewer than a hundred people, but you could still have somewhere to play and you get somewhere to, to crash probably. Boing, so, boing, boing. Right? So the, I get, I, Gainesville is the ultimate example. Of that. Oh yeah. Gainesville. Gainesville's really, I think that's Alachua County. That's out mm. in the middle of freaking nowhere. Like, I don't know if you remember this, but when you leave the city limits of Gainesville, it's like falling off. <laughs> no, not in a mean way, but in like oh, every yeah. a lot of towns in Florida were like that for a long time. My, I had a real sense in Tallahassee <clears throat> that if you looked into the, if you looked like you're driving down the road, you look to the left, you look to the right. Mm -hmm. One of these towns is not going to be here at the end That's of the right. quarter. But if you look through, <laughs> if you look past the building on the front, it's just like uh, it's just swamp people. Like like fifteen feet back from the road, it felt like right. the it felt like the swamp was was ready to take Gainesville back. So at I am any so time. I am already so far. I forget what we were talking about when we started, but now we are off in so many directions. And on top of which, I can't remember how many of these stories I've already told you. But did you know, for example, did you knew that mm. we were north enough, working and living in Tallahassee, that sometimes we'd take an extra long lunch, and go get um, get barbecue. Or, you know, like Brunswick Stew, we would drive up to Georgia to mm -hmm. basically where James Brown is from. Mm -hmm. We would drive into where James Brown is from and be back. And it was the, we were with the boss, so it was cool to have a two hour lunch. But that's kind of what a lot of you drive everywhere. What was Florida. it like where, where James Brown is from? Um, well, I'm going to get it confused because last night I was watching the Little Richard movie. Little Richard's from Macon. And um, I know this because it's right over the border from Tallahassee, right up in Georgia. It's, um, uh, I got I, this is really embarrassing for my North Florida cred. Oh, it was really wild, man. It's like pretty much like a lot of the, it's like the black neighborhood in Sarasota. It's like the black neighborhood in Tampa. It's like the black neighborhood everywhere is like, is where you go and you get the best food you ever had in your life from super nice people for $6. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it, what I'm I mean? I'm looking at a map. Was it Adipolgus? No. Was it Thomasville, Cairo, Bainbridge? It's pronounced, believe it or not, it's pronounced Cairo. 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 Yeah, I was think it was it, Thomasville. Thomasville. And it, actually, that's Adipolgus, the, I said that. And that's, where the, that's a great name. That's where the name of the road comes from. You go up Thomasville Road, and then that takes you up into Georgia. I lived right off Thomasville Road. You did? Uh-huh. Oh, Anyhow. I right here in Bradfordville. Yeah, probably. But, like, but like when you leave, because Gainesville's very much a college town, very mm. lively. There's, you know, there's a lot going on. There are a lot right. of, like, you know unkind young men in pickup trucks there who are not associated with the college. But it really, truly, like, once you get past, like, I mean, I know that area from a time before Strode's, even though they mm. kind of existed in their way back then. But, you know, you get to that thing where, like, you get to the edge of, like, where the grocery stores are. But that sounds like a Shel Silverstein book. But you go past, like, where the stuff is, and you realize, okay, we're now passing into there's going to be, like, two more Texacos before we're just out of luck for a while. And there's not going to be much warning about it, right? With Gainesville. How, that, yeah. How, uh, how often did you road trip to Gainesville? Not that often. Not often. Um, like I've mentioned numerous times, I camped there once with some friends. Uh, I bought my first futon there in 1988. Because uh, Gainesville had it kind of slightly going on. I mean, it was more, yeah, yeah. way more of a college town per se. Like a, what you think of as a classic Southern college town, which are some good ass towns, more, much more so than any town I was familiar with. More than Tampa. I mean, Tampa had a lot going on. It's big. I mean, it's, you know, sure, big for what it is. Jamming town. Uh, St. Pete, fine, kind of old. Um, no, but like you would go there because if you wanted a futon, that's where the futon store was, <laughs> or like, or whatever. Like that's where that's where I bought my bought my like six foot tall Husker Du's and arcade poster. Wasn't in even more than Tallahassee? Would I would think it, Tallahassee all the Navy I know them people from slightly. That's the... a really that's a super good point, and you're probably right. I I know them from slightly different times. 
because I was going to Gainesville when I was in college more, which would be up to 1990. And then I moved to Tallahassee in 91. Mm. And it was was pretty hopping. So the band I was in, like the guy, the two, like eventually like half the band I was in worked at the best record store in town and probably in Florida, Vinyl Fever. My friend Mike managed Vinyl Fever for 15 years. Take that other record stores in Florida. Well, you know. <laughs> there was a band called John Todd that was out of Jacksonville. They were really, really, they were a good band, but super nice guys. And one of the guys, John and John Todd, maybe the titular John Todd, had a record, a really good record store in um, Jacksonville. But no, okay, so back to your original point, though. But Jacksonville's pretty far over. I mean, yeah. Gainesville, say what you will, Gainesville may be a hive of scum, scum, scum and villainy, but it's a place where you can, can, can dock your ship, you know? Yeah, you dock Jackson your ship. Out, out the way unless you're going to the Treasure Coast. I think the reason that it's on this map of best road trips is like everything. They want to take you to St. Augustine. Because it's old. And then right. you're like stuck there. You can't get out. You can't like – they can't get you to St. Augustine and then they, turn but, you but, around just, and Just so our Gainesville. listeners know, and this is something somebody in Florida would know, but I don't know how, how well this is known outside of Florida and nerd circles, but that's considered – it's the, definitely the oldest city in Florida. I think it's the oldest city in North America. Yeah. Not in North America, but in, in like, what is now the United States. United States, anyway. I not, not, so. Probably not Mexico, too. But well, and you know, you get to go down to Daytona Beach and drive your drag racer up and down the up and down the drive your drive the Corvette they gave you when you joined the Mercury program up and down the beach as fast as you can. Like hell, oh, that's, that's a road trip. Huh, I, got, I got mine from uh, Gemini. Oh, oh, from Gemini. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I don't have a joke here. I just like saying Gemini. Like I'm a, sure. Oh, by the way, I got a haircut. I look like an astronaut. Uh, you do now? Yeah. It's a good haircut. I, uh, it's a mighty good haircut. It's a mighty good haircut. When, when Judy was done, she said, you look thinner. And I said, thank you. Oh, I gave myself a, a little trim the other day. Well, the and... little Lord cuts his hair exclusively now. Oh, see? There you go. High fives. Uh, oh, what would you do to yourself? Would well, you, that's the you... thing. The last... Oh, knock on wood... The last five times I've cut my hair, I have apparently not fucked it up too badly. I do, de- do, remind me, do you have a problem spot apart from just the back in general? No, just the back in general. I was Ugh, I back definitely... in general. It's so hard to do. I am so good. I can just run a two and a half or a three all over my head, yeah. leave it a little long on top. But the back and it just me. I'm a, such a fucking monkey, John Roderick. Yeah. Me looking in a mirror at another mirror, and I might as well be looking at the twelfth dimension. I don't understand how to move the trimmer. <laughs> and I, I even tried the U-Haul trick or the trailer trick, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the, the thing they teach you, the, the most intuitive thing you can ever teach another driver, which is drive backwards when you're backing up a, a, a trailer. Drive backwards when you're backing up a trailer. Turn left when you, you want to turn, turn right. you got to turn the opposite of how you, it's, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Oh, like, sure do. There's a trick to that that's like, you don't, if you do the intuitive thing, you're you're going to go into a tiny circle of you all. Yeah, you're going to jackknife up on the clover. Jackknife big right. rig. Back mm-hmm. up to the maze. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slow in pockets, car fire. All things I I've learned I, from traffic reports. I thought I had a really good new system of cutting the back. Okay. Which was when I sit and <laughs> run my hand. Make do it? No, no, no. I wouldn't let her. I wouldn't, I wouldn't acknowledge that possibility. You've been busy? Snip, 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 snip. Uh, but I, uh, I, I run my hand around the back of my head, and if I found a little clump of hair that I thought didn't belong, I would just take the scissors, no look, cut from the, the top Because the long down. ones are what you want to... You can't do anything about the ones you cut too short, but yeah. you need, you must needs do Get something about ones. the ones that you unintentionally left too long, if I might say. But what it ended up was I'd been doing it for, I'd been doing it for two weeks, and I was at an event. Without breaks? No, 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 you know, just, just like every time I was sitting there and I ran my hand down, I was like, oh, there's another thing I don't see, like. See, you pass, you pass right by that, whereas <laughs> I feel like th- th- having That would have folks- been an entire episode of You Look Nice Today. I don't know about that. <laughs> we have our standards, but no, but I think our listeners might enjoy knowing that mm. it's kind of, it's more like the way you might, well, trim a bonsai. Hmm. Or, or I don't know, or decide how a room should be arranged. Just slight adjustments over two to seven weeks. That's yeah, a haircut. Exactly. Slight, ad- slight minor, tiny little adjustments. Is there a chance some of it grew in a little bit in the time since the haircut technically started? Uh, probably, yeah. It's but, like painting but, the Golden Gate Bridge. But none of the big, that's the thing. You, you run your hand and you're like, there are no more long hair. There are no more problem areas. And then two days later, you're like, wait a minute, where, where was this? I bet, I was it, was, I bet it was hiding in the long grass. 
So I, I was at a thing. I'm standing there. I don't know what it was. I was standing somewhere watching something. And uh, there was someone there. And I said, hey, would you take a look at the back of my head and, and tell me if it looks even? Well, that sounds like a con job. And they looked and they stifled a you know, muffled <laughs> laugh. And they said, well, define even. And I was like, I mean, does it just look normal? And they said, well, it looks Roderick normal. And oh, I so said, this is someone with whom you're acquainted. Yeah. And I said, what does that mean? And it's they within said, the normal parameters of John's home haircut, but not what someone would like scientifically consider even. Well, and I think they meant it even more generally, like the haircut is part of what I would call Roderick normal, which is like, and you also have, you're wearing a suit jacket, but it's tucked into your uh, hip waders <laughs> Just for or whatever. Just and, trying it out. And, Just uh, try. What's, like, what is What's wrong? What's wrong? Whom, whom, whom am I hurting? <laughs> whom? Whom, whom am, am I hurting, hurting with my tucked in blazer? And, uh, and shock of my, my James Joyce cowlick in the back. I said, well, what does that mean? Uh, 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 and they said, well, I mean, that's what you're going for, right? And I said, ooh, what? And so they took a picture of the back God, of my what head. A, what, a, what a perspicacious <laughs> question, John. And for both of you. I know. Because doesn't that leave you a little bit? Like, sure, you're going to fake shock. Hey, 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 yeah, but hey. But then you are going, well, God, what am I going for? Well, that's the thing. I thought what no I was shit. going for was a normal looking haircut. <laughs> and so <laughs> they took a picture. And I realized that every time I took one of these little... Uh, things, yeah, off these little tags, these little skin tags made of hair. Uh-huh. I was not accomplishing what I thought I was accomplishing, which was a look of running a number three guide across the back of your head. Were well, you doing it without nice context? Smooth. You're doing too much just this area, that area. You had you gerrymandered, harry mandered. Well, yeah, I had harry mandered it, okay, and it that, was. Let's please not make that stick because that's horrible. And so that's that is the lowest. Mm. It's pretty bad. What it looked like was it looked like I had um, it was uh, the back of my head was a cheap trick guitar, like I just had these tiny little <laughs> like maybe houndstooth. Uh, tiny, yeah, it was. It was. It was a like a Sherlock Holmes like cape. Tiny little, but completely randomly distributed, so that it looked like a. Oh, you had razzle dazzle hair. It was like a punk rock razzle dazzle hair. But razzle dazzle isn't like we're going to paint the ship this weird erratic way so that you can't tell what shape it is from a distance. Exactly. You won't know how far I am, how big I am. You don't know how much hair John's got. Some that could be a drawing. But what's crazy is that from the front, I've learned to do a pretty good job of making sure. it look like a normal guy ish haircut. Yeah. And then as if we, you were. We, but the thing is, for the front, you don't need a plan. If you were walking right. around me, if you were at an event and you were walking around me, you would have multiple different experiences right. of like, oh, this is a this is a <laughs> this is business in the front, party in the back, except wow, what kind of party is that? And what kind of business is that? Yeah, what kind of business is that? You see that yeah. one more that's more like, I don't know, like Guadalcanal in the back. And and but like, you know, you don't need a plan, you know, go like what Mike Tyson says, you know. Oh. Uh, if you're only just cutting from the front, you'll be fine. I think that's yeah. what Mike Tyson said. Yeah, he said, he said, don't harrymander it. Oh, uh, boy. But, uh, but so what I did so. was I came home. I found the, I found the dog trimmers. I put on a number oh, three guide. Clippers. And I ran the number three guide across the checkerboard. And it brought her, and it brought <laughs> the room tight. together. <laughs> she's nice. She's tight. She's ahead of her time. Go. She's tight. <laughs> Turn out the light. Pull down the high sign. <laughs> ah, <laughs> that's what it did. It did. You did it. it you did. son of a bitch. You did it. You got a five neck haircut. Yeah. So anyway, I did a little trim yesterday around the ears, and uh, and once again after five, I feel like I'm still. I'm. It's. I have not screwed it up beyond belief. I'm going on a trip. I'm going on a trip, and I and I always screw up the hair, like the night before the trip. Oh, boy, that's a cautionary tale, John. I used to do that with stuff involving, like, computers and data. Like, one time I was like, I'm going to sync up my contacts while I'm waiting, waiting for the plane to take off. Uh-huh. And then all the contacts were gone because uh-huh. that's what would happen at the time. But you have to be, yeah, you really need to work only on, I feel, you're, you're different than I am and you love adventure, so I shouldn't even say this. But I think you have to really focus on critical, critical path items that will get you where you're going. And boy, you don't want to do anything that could cause like a 2x 
a 2x amount of time to be spent in order to be able to get away. And if, and if you end up looking like, I don't know, like some kind of, like you've been in some kind of an automobile accident or you got Frida Kahlo'd, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. not good. Your family's not going to like that. If you I go assume your and, family's going. If you go find, uh, I'm not suggesting anybody do this, but if you okay. go find uh, like a timeline of long winter's promo photos from 2001 to 2010 <laughs> uh, and you arrange them chronologically, you can pretty much know that I gave myself a haircut one to two days before every one of those photos was taken. And that's why I look like that. I never, it's not, it, I did not have a plan. I did not have an idea that I was, that I was trying to style that's myself. The corollary in a cool to, to way. The, that's the corollary. The second rule of Tyson is you don't yes. talk about Tyson. But the third rule of Tyson is that even if you, if you didn't have a plan, you can still get punched in the face. <laughs> That, what, that's what's amazing about those promo photos is if you put a dot on that timeline equidistant between each of those promo photos, yeah, where yeah. I was on those dots, the furthest away from each haircut, and then you took all those data points and put them together in a photo. Lineup, I may need you to dumb this way down for me. I'm saying that in between it's a time, haircuts, is it a timeline or a map? It's a it's a time. Let's okay. call it a timeline, but it's also a, a psychological map. Oh, okay. Here, let's say there's let's say there's two haircuts six months apart. Right. Then there's little, a middle a point. A little shaggy. It's time to really do something about this. Yeah. Now I've got a photo shoot tomorrow, so I should probably shave my beard. Yeah. First, in a comedy way, with long sideburns and a mustache, and then just the the comedy just, biker mustache. You used to charge extra right, for yeah. that, if memory serves. And then eventually get frustrated and cut it all off and then keep cutting my hair until my head looks like a mushroom. <laughs> and then find, <laughs> aye, aye, find aye. the craziest glasses I own and show up for the photo shoot in a polyester jacket and be like, this is the look of the, of the new record apparently. But if you went to that three months later period between mm-hmm. photo shoots and you, and you did that over a 10-year period – and found those. I'm imagining like draftsman's tools, like maybe some, like an isosceles triangle, a T square, and then and then a compass. Is then yeah. the, the final the final line is going to be that compass where they show you that that's the dot. That's like the um, the, uh, the 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 middle of the of the of the radius and the circumference and whatnot is John at three months. Right. Right. Exactly. Because sometimes <clears throat> that's, that's it's going to be that's the point you're talking. Sometimes about, it's going to be a point. year. Sometimes it's going to be yes. six weeks. You know. But only but the you, compass knows. If you took all of those pictures and put them next to each other, I would look the same in every one of them because my natural state. Well, at least your watch is right two times a day. That's it. My natural state was uh, kind of a scruffy beard and some and messy hair and normal glasses that I wear all the time. And then every time I had a photo shoot, I would change I would completely change it. And so based on the professional photos of the long winters, I look like an absolute insane person. You you look like I, I there's one there's a couple I mean there's like two fairly well how could I I mean I wasn't there for any of this but I know or believe based on information that there are sets of photos of the band that look like they were taken professionally at a sitting and the main impression I walk away with each time is that you own a lot of like what's the guy's name Fred Perry Fred Schultz uh, Fred <laughs> Wertheimer what's his name who's the shirt man Fred Perry shirts okay well you got you got shirts with collars and then at some point a photographer who I imagine being a woman with lots of tattoos walks in with a moving box full of props not quite carrot top level, but more like posing for a Civil War photo at the Kmart. And they uh-huh. say, guys, grab any kind of hat, hat, walking stick. It doesn't need to be related. Just everybody grabs something. You know what it's like? It's kind of like a photo booth that, uh, like, like, you know, your cousin you don't like getting married. A photo booth at, uh, at her wedding. It's like that. Yeah. You put on the big glasses that say 2023. <laughs> Here's the problem, though. Here's the problem. The problem is that Uh that box of props I brought. (laughs) I was like, oh, we're going to a photo shoot. Let's see. I haven't been one of those manual elevators for a while. It's it's a long way getting up here. What uh, what you got there, John? Is that your lunch? And some some steampunk goggles and um, let's say uh, like I'm imagining like something something like that uh, Steve uh, Steve Martin's character would be carrying from his home. You've got a chair. You've got a paddle ball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's right. All that stuff. 
Um, and uh, and I would put there's it only out. one. There's only one with top hats, and it's Sean, I think. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, at that point, and I think you can remember this time, mm-hmm. Sean thought maybe I'll just be top hat guy. Oh, Tom Pet Tom Petty I, did it. The Slash did it. Who's uh, the last top hat you saw? Oh, oh, the guy who was uh, the guy the guy on Deadwood uh, from Nuttall's Number Ten. Yeah, but he's talking about a band. He's a band, a band top hat guy. A band top hat guy. You got well. It depends and, on no. You know, I've been noticing more and more. Maybe because of Deadwood. Maybe because of other things. See, there's the kind of hat Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln wore, which I believe is called a stovepipe hat, and that yes. is different from a. From there are many kinds of top hats. There's a kind of top hat that was a pretty prominent top hat for a long time that is tapered. Right, it isn't just the stovepipe is where it goes straight up like uh, like skinny jeans, but you take somebody, Captain Beefheart wore a hat like that a lot, right? The guy from the guy from Nuttall's Number Ten a lot. Do you know the kind I'm talking about? It's not as yeah. tall as a Lincoln. Now, what do you call that a top hat? What do you call that? Well, so the you know the Captain Beefheart one, it's Which, got, so it tapers up, right? Well, it what it, it it so the and the one that Sean was wearing, I think of those as Mad Hatter top hats. Which oh, go, where it's got the it's, it's got narrower the, um, in the middle, and then yeah, it comes like out a, like a lady's high heel in 1962. It's got yeah. a little bit of a taper to it. Yeah, yeah, I but get then it. it. But then it gets fatter again at the top, and it's got it's like a, it's pretty sassy. It's a, it's not Ooh. like a it's not like a Johnny I go think to it's the very opera. Very slenderizing. Hat. Yeah, yeah, right. It's it's something that somebody you know somebody like a Slash or a, or a Sean Nelson or could Sean. Pull yeah. Up. The thing is, Slash started getting a made in in leather pretty early. Yeah. And that's that's a bad look on anybody. I mean, without without oh my god, I almost did a meta hat on a hat joke. Because mm. I was about to say it's like putting it's like putting a hat on a hat on a hat joke. Oh boy, Oof. putting a hat putting a hat on a hat oh, on a hat joke. On a hat joke, yeah. Oh wow, I may have to remove that. Do you know yeah. that anecdote? If you heard that anecdote, well, uh, uh, which one? Hat on a hat. Hat the hat on a hat anecdote. Yeah. Anecdote. Uh, uh, t- t- tell, tell it again. Can I tell it real quick? Do you mind? Yeah. Oh no, no. I, I, love I it. talk about it so often that you know, every day somebody's born who's never seen the Flintstones, right? Um, there's a, a time where Bill Hader visited uh, Seth Meyers when Seth Meyers had his, you know, well, TV show that he still has. They used to work together on SNL. I think Seth Meyers was the head writer, and there's a lot of great stories about that time. That's when John Mulaney was there. And anyways, uh, the the story goes that it was, I think, gonna be maybe Bill Hader's. Like it was very early in his tenure, and he had the idea, this idea for a sketch. This is kind of a visual joke, but you, but you'll you'll get it. And and he says he's it was some kind of a really asinine premise to something where it was going to be like, well, like you know, I'm 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 an alien, but I'm also in the Rolling Stones or something like that, and whatever. And you'll know exactly what this term means. And Seth Meyers goes, mm, I don't know, that's kind of a hat on a hat, meaning that like you've got a you've got a funny thing here, but yeah. when you put a hat on a hat, unless you know what you're doing. It's not going to make it funnier. It's going to make everybody very uncomfortable because it's much less funny. He yeah. went out in dress. He did it, and it bombed. His first thing he'd ever like written and performed on SNL before he got famous for James Mason and Vincent Price, right? And from the side of the stage, purportedly, he sees Seth Meyers kind of pinching his thumb and his forefinger together, raising it to his forehead, and lifting a make-believe hat from his head and another hat with his other hand. <laughs> Because he put a, because he put a hat on a hat. <clears throat> he took off. He tipped his hat, and then under it there was another imaginary hat, and he That's tipped funny. that one too. Now that see, now that is on the face of it a funny hat on a hat joke. Yeah. It says, as John Syracuse says, the exception that proves the rule. But but Sean is. I think the thing with Sean, there's the, are we again more things we talk about all the time here, is that you're both taller than people might realize, especially Sean. Sean, Sean yeah. is. Wouldn't you say it's not fair to say you? You somebody imagines Sean's six feet tall. Probably he like he looks kind of tall. Yeah, but he's taller than that. There are a lot of tall uh, Seattle rockers. You know, uh, uh, Ben he, he Shepard. Just, he's from... a big presence for somebody who can be very like reserved and like I don't know. It's hard to describe Sean. I, I like Sean a lot, and but like he's big in a room. Like even though he slouches, you know, like like you know the the BFG or something. Like he's trying to like fit into the space that's there. Whereas you, you expand to inhabit the room. Mm, I do inhabit the room. Yeah. But, um, uh, but, uh, what kind of hat is that? <clears throat> I'm going to find Ben Shepard of, 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 of uh, Soundgarden, the bass player, and, uh, and Chris Novoselic, the bass player of Nir- Nirvana. Oh, I know. He's tall as shit. And Duff McKagan, the bass player of Guns N' Roses, who's also from Seattle. They're all really tall dudes. 
tall, tall, tall. Huh. Taller McTollersons. Yeah. And then Sean, of course, also tall, taller than me. And, uh, and like you say, he's big. He, uh, he, if you, if you give him a chair, he'll use every inch of the chair. Oh, right? like my people in the Buffalo. That's right. That's right. They, he, there will no, there will be no part of that chair that Sean isn't, isn't, you know, You're kind of making against. it sound like he's heavy. No, no, no. Not big. Like, uh, Is not the chair like a, reinforced John, not chonky. He chonk. Uh, he's just, he uh, thick? he's just, he fills, you know, he fills the, the garment. Oh, <clears throat> I just sent you something that whenever, <clears throat> whenever you're ready to get back into the music stuff and the, all the promotion there onto, I, I oh, would be yeah. pretty into you getting one of these for somebody in the band. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. <clears throat> if you look at that, the, 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 t- the picture you're talking about, the long winter's picture where Sean is wearing a, uh, a top hat. Uh, when I was like in, I don't know, sixth grade, I used to walk home from elementary school along fireweed lane in this is when you would conjure uh uh, uh, fireballs oh that was later that was in seventh grade i didn't have just real quick though before i drop the thread can i just read you what this is called i've sent oh god there's a whole bunch of these i've sent john punk hat here retro style steampunk top hat cosplay headgear black costume halloween so it's a it's a fake fakey well all steampunk is fake again prima facie but that's it's it's got goggles it's got for some reason like a not even a boy scout a cub scout no it's just above a Cracker Jack level compass. Yeah, compass, and then there's gears, like, and the important thing about these, the gears are not attached to each other, John. The no, gears are not. not driving anything except except for your your inflated sense of worth. They're just glued to this fiberglass uh, top, top hat. Yeah, but the picture I don't know if you have the Long Winter's picture called up. <laughs> I'm gonna get it. When I was in sixth grade, I I used to go to the Army Navy surplus store there on Fireweed Lane that was run by an old Vietnam vet who didn't like kids in his store. <laughs> And I would go in and, and hang out there and ask questions about th- – I'd pull out gas mask and say, what's this from? And he'd be like, get out of here. And I bought a lot of things there. I bought an old orange flight suit from the Korean War that I wore all the time. Did you get time. one of those German jackets with the flag still on it? I got all of that stuff. Sure you know, you like a What about a bag? A bag, bag that's a little too small to do anything good, but it's from Germany? Yeah, because it was a gas mask gas bag mask from bag. when you had gas masks. Gas mask mask and bargain. But oh, I was in there one time, and he had a little bin of – uh, of play of pilot helmets that had um, that were like fabric and they had leather ear pieces. So, so kind of like the classic Snoopy or Ellie in Up. That kind very of like, much, or, or or for that matter, Tom Hardy in Dunkirk. Very much. That okay. is exactly what that they were supposed to. That was what that th- this was. It was a bin of those from some Air Force somewhere that that. Obviously, had upgraded to wearing helmets, real helmets, <clears throat> and they didn't need these leather-eared things. And I was like, "Whoa, you mean I could just buy one?" And he's like, "How many times do I have to tell you don't come in here?" And <laughs> but so, also, like, no. At first, you, wouldn't you be thinking, like, "Oh no, you've, you'd have to like show some identification that you're a pilot uh, to get this." Mm, mm. That would be my thought. Well, and the thing is. I was in there every day. He gave me that treatment every day. It was like it was like my first you girlfriend's know, I, dad. I don't want to like, sound defiant, John, but who's a better customer than you at this point? He wanted me in there. He was a lonely old he, man. He probably yes. He when, probably and when I say you. when I say old, he's probably forty. <sighs> but anyway, so I bought this thing and I would wear it. I wore it all the time, and I kept it along with my oh, flight that's suit. What Eric's and wearing. And I so in high school oh, I had God. it, and this friend of my sister's, Matt Parch was over and he was like oh i love that can i borrow that and i was like sure you can borrow it and he took it and he and it was it was gone i thought i thought i would never see it again i thought it was like the muni shirt that you gave me i'm never gonna see that again (laughs) my impression was this was a (laughs) long-term loan (laughs) but six months later he shows back up at the house and he's like oh hey man you know i wanted to give you your helmet back uh but i uh i'm i i modded it and i was like you modded it oh no he was like he was like yeah i put headphones in it oh what like like, had, like from like from a walkman yeah he had taken a part of a set of walkman headphones and put it actually wired it for sound that's clever so now you could put it on and plug it into your walkman and so and, it, and feel more like a real pilot because you could always at the right time when, when once the switch has been installed you could flip over uh to the local uh comms channel and you with your procedure words you'd <laughs> that's be ready right. that's right you could be you go from I mean, adam and the ants right into like torah 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 if i was more and why we've talked about this on the show for years if i was just slightly more colorful 
mm-hmm. and could have just worn mm-hmm. that every day all the way through high school. Just been the guy that was like, it's like your Jughead hat. Right, like well, because it's not like you can't commit to things. You've committed yeah. to a lot oh, of very sure. odd, very strange things. You could, sure. you just probably didn't commit to the right thing. Yeah, that's right. I committed to cutting my own hair for twenty. What about the years. alligator you put on your own shirts? Co- committed to that. Committed. The thing is, committing to a theory like cutting your own hair looks to the outside world like you have no plan at all because every time you walk out the door, you look completely different. Uh, that's they don't bush, realize that's a bush league response, John. Well, but that they don't realize they don't that know. there's a theory behind it that's 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 been uh, engaged the entire time. But if I had just picked this hat, I could be the that I could be the bombardier hat guy. I could be like D Day in uh, in in Animal House. No, what's anyway. the whistle? That was Mr. Fox. Doesn't he have a whistle? D Day. Remember, he rides the motorcycle down the steps. He was always my favorite. Yeah, he was. Did you fun. know, he's the bailiff in um, in um, in the uh, Ra- the Ralph Macchio murder movie. Um, my cousin Vinny. You know he's the bailiff in that. No, really, he's the bailiff. Yeah, you know? it works for it works for Herman Munster. Oh no, kidding! Oh, I always thought it looked a lot like Alan Ruck. So I pulled up this photo. Hmm. You're wearing what I would call, and this looks better on you than it should. So, so first of all, just to get the big ones out of the way, Sean is wearing what I would consider a classic top hat, not a stovepipe, yeah. but it's got the taper. Yeah. Eric is wearing the the Walkman helmet. Yeah. You have what I would describe as a. Don't get mad at me. Is that a Panama hat? That is a Homburg, and that Homburg belonged to Sean Nelson's grandfather. It's the one bit of flair in that. Oh, whole he bought thing it that, when he moved to Argentina. Yeah, it didn't come in my basket of fun tricks. Uh, Sean yeah. was like, "Oh, this hat doesn't fit me anymore because I got too much hair. Do you want it?" And I was like, "Do I want it? Sure. It's a little bit moth-eaten." Homburg. Yeah, but like the thing is that that's one of those hats where there's just there's so many guys who think they can wear a hat and they oughtn't wear a hat. And if they put mm-hmm. that hat on, they would look so stupid. It looks really I sound like Rodney Dangerfield, but the hat actually literally does look good on you. Yeah, I I liked it. I and again, if we could have unfortunately somebody it did right. a, a future look. I mean, yeah. I don't think of you as a guy yeah. in, that would wear this hat at that time, but today in the cruise and after times, this is mm-hmm. right up your alley. Well, so I've been thinking about this because, as I said, I'm, I, I have decided to go on a trip. And as a man of a certain age, now I have to, now I have to think about, do I just go on a trip with a bag that's just got my normal clothes in it, some, some jeans and some shirts? And do I, on my trip, just dress like myself on a trip? Or do I take trip clothes which are not what i would normally wear which are somehow aspirational of a kind of trip i want to be on oh i a hundred percent there's that there's that line when jerry's gonna take uh, george to uh la with him fly there and george has all the bags and, and jerry says who are you diana ross and, and I always think, I think of that every time I pack, because like I pack a version of myself that has no relationship to do with my day-to-day life. Yes. I will wear the same clothes for days or not. The, the problem is there's not even a plan. Like not it'll just be, I could plan. change three times a day or I could change in a couple of weeks. I don't really, I'm not paying, but like I, I dress for the mini moods of George and I'm bringing along all of my, all of my Supremes costumes. So you're saying it's because you're talking about identities, what you're talking about. Yes. You're talking yes. a little bit about presentation, but really you're talking about identity. What, what show is it that you will take on the road? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and all those years on the cruise, uh, the cruises that I did, um, I took a whole costume. And for a lot of the There's time. There's so much more clothes requirement for that trip than I'd ever realized. Well, I was utterly there... incurious about it. I don't know what I would have done different. I certainly would not have brought, quote unquote, fancy pants with me let alone like five tuxedos but i made a joke earlier about mikey movies with mikey who i I had dinner with uh, a couple nights on the cruise really liked him yeah did you knew um mikey like he looked great everything he did he showed up he looked sharp as a tack great hair great everything everywhere and everybody they're like our our usual like dinner companions dinner people everybody always looked great and I, i look like i just got thrown out of a frishes well but this is the thing if you if you were on those cruises a lot you would know that Paul Saborn went to a Kmart in, uh, in the port of debarkation the night before the show and spent $25 on an entire <laughs> wardrobe. Like uh, David Reese brought one pair of shoes, one blazer, and uh-huh. three ties. Um, 
Like not everybody brought some people, right? Paul F. Tompkins brought of like 17 tuxedos, but most people just wore their normal clothes and they dressed it up with the, you know, like Paul thought he could fool you if he put a, uh, like a plastic carnation in the lapel of his, uh, of his, uh, his Gaia Barra shirt. That, you zhuzh it up a little bit. But, but for me now, like going on a trip, I feel like, do I want to be, let's say for instance, that I went to Tokyo. Do I want to be me, Seattle John, who right. wander, who's just slumping around? Or do I want to be Tokyo John? And who even is Tokyo John? Never been to Tokyo. I don't know who Tokyo totally John agree. even is. It's 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 all about like, you know, maybe a, a dumb guy way to put it that makes sense to me is: Am I going to think a lot about what I'm saying to the people there, or am I more interested in in what it is that they sort of see in me? In other words, am I going to announce who I am, or am I going to go in a little more smoothly? You know, you're not going to wear like a full samurai outfit or something, probably. But like, no, 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 no. But but it's also like when I walk how, out. Like, how do you want to distinguish yourself? Might be another way. Yeah. Well, and 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 even if it's never about them, but it's about like, am am I in Tokyo as just me, or am I there as the me that I always hoped to be? When I was in Tokyo, and which me am I even talking I think about? You am I talking assume about assume that you're an Blade emissary for something? Yeah, but I feel like am I an emissary for for the for the Tokyo that is the Blade Runner Tokyo, or is it the 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 like hyper uh, selvage jean menswear Tokyo, or is it the Lost in like, Translation Tokyo? Lost in t- Translations Tokyo. Is it a is it like a, I'm a creepy middle aged American in Tokyo? Is it the I'm here because I'm a I'm a weeaboo and I love the culture? Like which of them? And could it be? You all could be. Of them? A, I think they're called. A, you could be a Harajuku girl. A Harajuku girl. You could hang out on that bridge with a pretty parasol. I could be a waifu pillow. Or a husband foo pillow. What waifu? Is it now did you just make mm. up that word in racist race, racistly? No. No, waifu is it a, sounds like you just <laughs> said it's kinda like when I talk about the way uh, Atari speaks in the movie I Love Dogs and he says Spotza. He holds up a picture of his dog Spots. Which uh, by the way is a really good movie if your kid can stand a little bit of dog danger. Spotza. I think she can. And and, and what was yours? Oh, so waifu is waifu. a ah, <laughs> is a kind of then those those big ass uh, anime pillows, right? Well, that and they're and, not for I, fucking, right? I, no, I think they're for fucking. It's okay. just like it's just like furries are. It's support. not about sex. No, it's about sex. no. Come on, furries, what? But um, but no, waifu is a whole concept. It's a whole universe of is like it? I I don't leave the house, but I am married to this anime character. Oh, I see. This and, sounds made up. A and they're bit. my perfect mate. And, and you don't so, think it's made up a little bit? Who even knows how, now? How, how could you find out without going to Japan yourself? We, how could you dress as a waifu <laughs> pillow? How, and then how, yeah, how deep would I have to dig into the culture to be confident? that anything wasn't completely made up at this point. You know, I, I don't normally say things that are this, I hope I don't normally say things that are this broad because I like to think the context and subtlety is really, it's, it's the ultimate seasoning in life is like mm-hmm. understanding those kinds of things. But if there's anything where you're thinking about doing something in Japan, I would say don't do anything in Japan. Mm. Keep doing less than you think you should. Oh, do less. Well, I, well, I had a lady friend that used to say it's true with makeup, it's true. Take out all the jewelry you're going to wear and put half of it away. Take out yep. all of your makeup you want to wear, put half of it away. In your case, I think you should put away almost everything that you plan to do. Well, so I'm not going to Japan. <laughs> what I did was I decided... <laughs> oh, fool yeah. me once. I know, I fooled you. God damn it. Fooled you, I fooled you. I fooled you. Uh, wait, wait, <laughs> I know that. The... Rock Island Line. There you go. I love the name Lonnie Donegan. I just like saying Lonnie Donegan. Because uh, Donegan, Doyle Lonegan, was the guy in the, in the Sting. And I've always loved hey. that name. Yeah. yeah. Doyle Lonegan. Doyle Lonegan. No, so what I did was I bought a ticket to Israel. Okay. And I'm going to go to Israel and then to Jordan. And I think to Lebanon. <laughs> and... I've been thinking about huh. being. I've Just been to be clear, about, this is the first time hearing about this. That's <laughs> I've been really neither here nor there. We're still on the calendar for next uh, Monday, but that's that's fine. Okay, so it's two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Two weeks from now. So we're they're going to be. But I might be able to do a show from there, mm. which would be very you weird. Might. You know, are there we'll Israeli talk- podcasts? Well, technically, they're all Palestinian podcasts. But let's talk about that offline. Oh, that's okay. right. And I'll also be going to Palestine in the but, good. But but I can't go to Gaza. 
I've tried. I've looked into yeah. it, and they're like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. But you can go to the West Bank. That's where, where that's. I think Gaza Gaza Strip, right? Gaza Strip. That's yeah, that's where Scarlett Johansson personally makes all of the soda streams. I'm pretty oh, sure. is that right? Yeah, she ha- she had to actually. She's like a very hitchhiker's guide. She shows up and says, you know, "The plans have been here for a while. Y'all got bounce because we need to make some fizzy water." Did uh, Did you read about that on the internet? Is that where you? Yes, yeah, a couple years ago, back when um, I was a soda stream man. Oh, and they're made in uh, in in Gaza. You know, um, I'm not going to air this episode. Oh, okay. So <laughs> okay. it doesn't well, matter what so I who say. Cares this, this, who knows? I know, I know. It really just, but well, I, you know, on the other hand, mm. let's just let's still just mm-hmm. keep, keep between the lines. <laughs> Palestine, eh? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, Jordan. Huh. There are right. a lot of, you know, the thing is the distances are very small. Pretty, well, that's, and so, yeah. So you can go, you, did you know there's a train from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem that's like 25 minutes is all it takes to get from one side of the country to the other. I'm, I'm not doing this to be to be silly. Tel, Tel Aviv was until very recently the capital, yes? Yeah, Tel Aviv is the modern the modern city on the beach. Okay. And then uh, everybody wants Jerusalem to be the capital but of the country. But where's Jerusalem? I mean, like, okay, let me put it this way. Mm. What is the... Uh, uh, hey, 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 you know what? There's no wrong answers. Oh, that's that's good. Yeah. It's like imp- improv or brainstorming. Listen, in Palestine, there are no wrong answers. Palestine is going to make goes. the 2020s. <laughs> um, but there, what is there, what's the consensus? What's the consensus opinion on the Consensibitis. country in which Jerusalem is extant? Is it well, considered Israel? This is the thing. So, isn't it really hot? What in the temperature wise? Or? Well, I mean, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a dick about this, but no, you know, I Palestine know. used to be a thing that England had, and then it became a thing that Israel had, and hmm. then right. So, like, but is it considered? Is it considered everywhere, including Palestine, to be in Israel? I don't know the answer to this. No. So, so it's very in, contested. It's, it's the holiest site on earth. All that, right? After, after the 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 Israeli War of nineteen forty eight, the War of Independence, mm-hmm. let's call it the War of of existence existences. Um, Jerusalem would have been divided. Half of the city would have would have been in in Palestine, and half of the city would have been in the New Israel. We really and, thought that worked in the forties, didn't we? Oh, there was a lot that we, we did didn't that. Understand. We did it with Berlin. We did a lot of this city dividing, yeah. And then that stayed. And then there were some several different wars that are all in the history books. Um, and Jordan uh, took over the West Bank, and then in 1968, everybody got pushed out of there. And these are the 68 borders we keep hearing about. The, those 68 borders, and then different from the 68 comeback. Don't confuse those. That's right. That's right. The 68 he, comeback. Elvis knew how to dress for that. Let's just say. Elvis was a hero to most. Yes. Elvis <clears throat> Elvis Presley was a model citizen. He never meant shit to me straight out uh, racist that mother was sim- simple and plain. Motherfucking man, John Wayne, because oh. I'm black and I'm proud. I'm high plus I'm amp. And most of my heroes don't appear on no stamps. Come on. It's the come story. On. Come on. It's the story of... Sorry, All you're this going time. there. And, but now this changes everything because I was imagining you deciding whether you're going to bring your camo kimono, which sounds... Whose album would that be? Oh, oh, Ted Camo Nugent. Kimono. That's Ted Nugent. <laughs> it is Ted Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> At first I thought Sparks, but then I'm like, no, Sparks already has Kimono My House. Kimono My House. Camo Kimono. Wow, 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 wow. Well, so so anyway, just to Sorry, answer you, your you, question. You go all the way now. Just bring, bring it all. Both the Israelis and the Palestinians <sighs> both claim Jerusalem as their capital um, and... The problem was that the international community, in trying to keep the keep the peace, did not agree um, to like super duper recognize it as the capital of any of any nation. Um, uh, and then Donald but, but Trump wasn't wasn't right right. But back in the day in the forties and forty eight, all in the forties, but it was just it was never an easy. <laughs> It was never an easy thing in the midst of a lot of other not easy things, including the Shoah. That was it was it was not an easy decision to have the, the events of 1948 happening, uh, and that's still fresh in your memory in 1968. Uh, oh, you're talking about uh, the fact that the Jews came to Israel. Yeah, and but yeah. also it was all owned by England before that, right? Oh well, it was so it was an Ottoman it was an Ottoman territory for hundreds and that hundreds of Turkey? years. 
Turkey. So the Turks controlled all of it, Syria, Lebanon, uh, Israel, Jordan. It was all part of the Ottoman Ju- Empire. Ju- who, on, who was the Judea people? <laughs> Judean people's the, front, ju- of course. The, Judean the people's, people's front. front of Ju- no, but like the Judea, the, like the, the Jesus lands. Like, who, who was, that? was that Britain as well? So, oh, so after the war, um, if you watch, uh, if you watch the uh, wonderful film, you may have heard of uh, Lawrence of Arabia. It Lawrence really, of Arabia. it really covers all of hmm. this. Okay. And part of what put a, part of what Lawrence was doing in Lawrence of Arabia was he was going around trying to get all like of. He blows out the match. He see he's so good. Yeah. But he went around under false kind of uh, pretenses that he wasn't aware of. Right. He went around promising all the disparate Arab tribes of the region that they would have independence from the Turks if they helped the British fight the the, the Turks who were sided with and the Germans. And was Omar Sharif like his his Sherpa, so to speak, for that? No, 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 no. He was a he, he was, was a prince. Guy. He was a side. lord of, of his tribe. I haven't seen oh. it in, in a, since college. So. Oh, I highly recommend it. You should. You have watch you ever it seen the movie year. Master and Commander? Oh, it's so good. It's so really good. good. But anyway, what happened was at the end of World War One, as part of the whole project that the British and the French did of dividing up the world, mm-hmm. they promised everybody all the different places in the world, oh, you know, we'll, we'll let you have your independence. And then they were like, oh, except we weren't being sincere about that. And they cut the Middle East so the, the French got Syria and Lebanon and the British took Jordan and Palestine. Chimney. And they didn't want the Jews in there either, but during the but in the 19th century in in Europe, the Zionist movement started where European Jews were like, you know what, we got to get out of Europe. It sucks here. We need our own country, and we're gonna we're gonna take this shit back to Palestine all the way. And it needs to be nicer than Liberia. It has to be nicer than Liberia. <laughs> I know you guys keep talking about <laughs> Liberia. I had a friend who went to Liberia, and I heard it's mm. not really all that nice. Mm. Michael Shabon would suggest that maybe Alaska would have been a good place. Is there was right? there was some suggestion that who the said Jews... that Cavalier or Clay? I never remember. Oh, it was his later book. Um... Oh, uh, Das Wonder Boys. <laughs> das Wonder Boys. Yeah. <laughs> das but Wonder there, Boys in the band. There was some suggestion that that um, that yeah, Arizona and New Mexico be made a like a Jewish homeland. But the Jews were like, if <laughs> now, we're gonna, now it is. If we're going to live in a thankless, oh, ooh, wow, where's my bell? <laughs> Don't worry. It's not, we're not putting it out. Don't worry. Uh, out. Uh, they were like, if we're going to live in a, in a sandy w- wasteland. What, we- what, what it's going to kill me to be somewhere with a dry climate? <laughs> oh, my, I'm feeling a little kaflemped. <laughs> I've got, I've got kaflemka. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so the Zionists were already going there yes. without, you know, without getting permission from anybody, but they were doing it on the download, like one at a time. Like, no, 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 let's work. We're going to go. We're going to buy it. We're going to buy a little farms. We're going to set our, our shit up so that when, so that in 1948, it was like, basically everybody looked around and went, wait a minute, what? And then it was too late. And then it was like, boom, yeah. now there's a war and now there's two, two, two countries. Uh, and then here we are, and now here here we are today. Now here we are, and, and here and, and there you go. And this is why I want to go, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I I really like everything. So I was about, not that wrong by guessing maybe Theodore Herzl was involved with this stuff. Oh yeah, it's all it's all it's all tied together. If you will it, it is no dream. But I've got I've got Palestine syndrome, which is That's there's a part from of from Jerusalem syndrome. There's a part of me that wants to be in. Uh, Jerusalem in 1948 and in 1968 and in 1972 and in 1978. Right. And I definitely want to be in Beirut in 1982 and all of those in me's like I'm, I'm packing my bag and I've got my 1950. You want to be there the year before the shit went down basically? I want to be there and you want to go meet those Marines in 1982. I want to see Beirut when it was the Paris of the East. I want to be in in. Uh, I want to be on a kibbutz in people, people are hard on Assad, but but that can be a very pretty country sometimes. You know, <laughs> I missed my chance to go to Syria. That that yeah, door is closed. That's a shame. That's a shame. He's on a lot of billboards there. I know, right under there. Also, so I heard on the, I heard I listened to NPR for the second time in a year today, and I heard that the uh, uh, Erdogan they don't have a blue check. You know, they didn't. They didn't. I get know a blue that's check. a goddamn shame. Erdogan yeah. is. Uh, a running for re-election, apparently. Oh, I'm sure that'll be a speaking, fair and speaking free of election. The Ottoman Empire. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I keep so, going. So, you're, so oh, this is this is. Are you going? You're 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 you keeping this under your top hat? Is are you going on your own? It sounds like. Yeah, I am, and and I I didn't I wasn't mentioning it to anybody. 
but I just realized like, well, first of all, I'm not going to be here in a couple of weeks for a couple of weeks, <laughs> but also like, I'm really, I'm excited about it because I, I, I have not made my own trip where somebody didn't send me an email and say, Hey, can you play at our thing? And I say, yes. You think and this has go, been bubbling for some weeks now. Well, it has. In retrospect, I mean, I think one could, uh, if you ever, this show, this episode won't air, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, if you were to go bad. back and listen to the last six weeks of this program, I think you'd, whether that's talking about, you know, there's there's different ways in which I think you have been tackling, as ever, you're, you're fighting or wrangling with your idea of, like, where, what is your place in the world, let alone history, but also, like, what do we do to make sure that we get into the right colors of our zones to keep pursuing mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. It's all been, mm -hmm. and yeah, I, I think this, this doesn't strike me as out of nowhere at all. It sounds like the result of a lot of thinking about this. Well, yes, but the, the, all the thinking produced a flurry of action, which was me going online and realizing that I had enough Delta miles <laughs> to get a ticket to Tel Aviv for free. And I didn't know that I'd had it, I, that I had enough miles. And it was weird because, you know, sometimes you go on and you're like, oh, I want to go up to Economy Comfort. And Delta's like, oh, that'll be 75,000 uh, Delta miles. Yeah, anytime you ask for like a diversion from that, like it's almost like resetting, restarting. Right. It was insane. Like, what? Yeah. I would never. But for 100,000 Delta miles, which is what I have accumulated over the course of 15 years of flying on that stupid airline. Yeah. There just happened to be a ticket to Tel Aviv and back in economy comfort. Not you even in steerage. A needle, my friend. Not even in steerage. And if I'd tried to do it a day before or a day later, I don't even know if it would have. It's probably three times that much money. Jesus. Or that much fake money. No, no, that no. Much no. I, you, I mean, I'm agog that this mm. worked out as seemingly as well as it has. Well, so, but here's the thing. That was something I could do at two o'clock in the morning. Oh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Let's. Oh, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to see. Why don't I just go see? And then once doesn't I saw. It doesn't cost anything to look. It doesn't cost anything to look. Once I saw, and I was like, well, mm -hmm. and then I closed my computer and I paced around and I was like, well, now there are a thousand reasons not to do it. And, but there are a thousand reasons to do it. And what do you do when you have a thousand versus a thousand? Well, mm -hmm. you, you, you cancel them. You, you slice off all the zeros. Then it's one against one, right? Mm. Then it's like uh, one plus one equals equals one or does it equal zero or does it equal how many does it i don't even know i'm not good at algebra mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then i just opened the computer back up and i was like buy it boom bought it all my best decisions not, have been made you had not talked about this with any family members well so i'd been saying to everybody kind of like i had been saying to you yeah like something i gotta do something i don't know what i have to do something wanderlust so i'm gonna hankering all right, I don't even know. It, you it know, wasn't I, wandering; it's discovering, Disco yeah. discover, uh, uh, lust, something, something. I don't yeah. like the sound of that. And and discover lust. Mm -hmm. And and everybody, everybody in the in the uh, in the my larger world was like, uh huh, okay, well, that sounds a little scary to us because sometimes you go off and on a two week motorcycle trip in the mountains where there's no phone service, and sometimes that just means that you go get married and then then claim to be divorced and what what we don't know what this is going to be so we're just going to nod and smile and so then when i arrived the next day and was like i bought a ticket to israel everybody said that's fine and i was like i know right and they were like sort of fine what what are you what are your intentions sir and i was like i don't intend to get kidnapped by hezbollah as far i it's not that i don't it's i don't intend to but if it happens, it happens. Right. Just make sure you got the right clothes for it. So I'm now in the state of both trying to pack, trying to decide which me I'm taking or which me's I'm taking. And also in negotiations around here with everybody so that me being gone for not an entire two weeks, just shy, just, just shy of two weeks. So that isn't going to be super disruptive. And I picked it in a time where there's not much going on it's a it's a static time like this week for instance uh, my daughter's mother is in your fair city san francisco oh 
because it's the annual RSA conference. Ooh, shh, secret. Shh, I'm not maintaining OPSEC, except there are 75,000 black hats wandering around there yeah. or whatever. But she goes every year. This is her 11th year or something like that. She's down there uh, staying in a hotel on Union Square if you want to try and find her. Honk, honk. <laughs> Woo! So, so it sounds like you found, the best you could in the middle of the night, you found a spot that was not going to be overly disruptive to the clan. Yeah, and the, the only thing is that, that like, it, within the family now, there's, I mean, we've always traveled, both of us. Both both uh, Marlo's parents have traveled, mm-hmm. and um, and it was always for work. I always went, I, I always went out of town 15, 20 times a year, sometimes gone for a week or two, but it was for work, because I was doing a show, I was at a festival, I was on a thing, you know? Yep, yep. And now, since the pandemic, I realized the other day, the pandemic really aged me. <laughs> yeah, like it did a lot of us, right? Yeah. Since the pandemic, I haven't done anything. There hasn't been any work, and I haven't done it. And, but you know, her mother still still travels a lot. She goes on ten trips a year to different uh, security conferences and whatnot. And so the the psychological obstacle or thing I had to overcome was saying to myself, in some oblique way, I need to go. And it's an and it's a work trip, <laughs> right, right? Wherever I go, this trip to this trip to Israel, I'm not going to get massages. It's not. I'm, I'm not going. You, it's not you've a been spa talking trip. about wanting to. You're not wanting to. What's what's the word I want to use? You've been working your way towards something big. About like I need I need to be more assertive about doing stuff I don't need to quote unquote do with travel. I felt like, like there's a sense of adventure I need to tap back into. That's about more than just the quotidian here to there of going on a cruise or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and understanding that that is for work for lack of a better, well, I mean, what do I do for work? What do you do for work? You know, Mm. um, I can't just have my work be sitting and looking at the internet until it's time to record a podcast. That can't just be how I spend the next 20 years. I got you covered for that. See, so, yeah, thank you. And most of, <laughs> and, and, and I know a lot of our <laughs> listeners are like, Hey, I'll watch the internet for you while you're gone. Yeah. So anyway, so not this week, not next week, but the week after uh-huh. I'm going to, so the, the fifth, the fifth of May Whenever that is, that may be three weeks from now. I don't know because I don't know what the date is. It's but still fifth, early days for this journey. Yeah, fifth I'm of May. I'm going to go outside. By the way, sorry about oh, that. Oh, that just comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. Fifth of May. I'm going to go, and then um, and then I'll be there, and then uh, and and you know, and uh, inshallah, uh, I'll make it back. I'll make it back here, and I'll be back in America. With but I'll but I'll know, I'll know more. Well, have you? So when did you decide to do this? When did you pull the trigger on this ticket? Not that long ago. Over the last few days, less since we last over the, recorded. Over the yeah, since we talked. Last. Okay. Um, do do let me. This is so difficult to ask. Do you have um, a governing thought technology about this trip? Either in the sense of are there like fifty different things you're debating for like what this trip is about or for, or the completely understandable corollary, which is like this is this is not a non-planning trip, a non-goals trip, a non like what. Do you, do you have – how will you know if it's going well while you're doing it? I don't think there's a way for me to be there where it won't be going well because I can just pull over to the side of anywhere, lean up against a wall, and just watch everything that's happening and be, I think, in in hog heaven, mm-hmm. right? I don't – I think I could just sit uh, on the Temple Mount on some <laughs> – I don't know, some rock somewhere. Be careful. Be careful. <laughs> just, you know. And just Read the watch. Room. <laughs> I just watch and uh-huh. it would be, and I would be getting everything that I needed. And I'm not somebody that's like, well, I want to go to Petra and I want to go to the Dead Sea and I want to go to float in the thing and I want to climb up to the top of the thing. But I, in general, usually when I'm on a trip, I end up doing those things because you, you go where the day takes you. Yeah. The problem now is that I'm 54 and I no longer feel exactly like I should be getting off an airplane in Tel Aviv on a Friday night without anywhere to stay yet planned. Oh, Especially I see. since, you know, I the see. Sabbath comes crashing down at uh, on Friday night. They're pretty good about it there, aren't they? I think for the most part. Yeah. And so I, what I'm not good at is advanced planning. Like, oh, I've got all these reservations and all these 
you know, like a calendar. So I'm, I'm having to scramble a little bit just to put those technologies right. because under you, my fingers. You, 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 you've gotten one vector of this mostly okay as far as you know, which is the, the getting a ticket and the being away, but now there's a still a lot more roughing in. You've got you've got the basic. If this were a barn raising, you would have the timbers that make the walls, but no walls and roof yet. Yeah, and I and and I think I'm not sure, but you know, how long has it been since I had a trip? Well, since I went on a trip where somebody wasn't at the other end holding a sign that said Roderick and and wanting to pick up my bags and take them to the hotel for me that I and I'd. And none of that was planned by me. Yeah, yeah. Like that's been my life for the last 15 years. And so like throw a bag over your shoulder, get off the plane, march down the, the causeway and, and like walk out the doors and be like, hello world. I don't know. That was me until I was 45, but now I'm 55, 54. And so you need, I, you need I, a base of operations and a little, I mean, like if, if for no other reason, then I don't know, my thought would be, I, yeah, of course I want to be comfortable, but I would also be thinking about in terms of, I don't want my family worrying about me. Like if, you know, yeah, that you're yeah. just going to go like wander around the middle East until you come home. I feel like, I feel like, <laughs> uh, I do have a phone and I've looked into T-Mobile's international plans. Oh, neat. <laughs> so, you know, so I'll be able to like, hi, you know, no, no, no. There's not going to be. It's a wonderful place. And as far as I can tell, everybody is wonderful. Even there, you know, the U.S. government, for instance, says don't go to Lebanon. They've got one. Of, they've got some level of advisory. Like there's just no good reason to go to Lebanon, says U.S. government. But of course, that's not true. There are all kinds of places they say don't go that I've been and it was fine. Yeah. So like don't go to the Syrian border with Lebanon and shoot off fireworks right, like okay right, right, sure right. i wasn't going to do that anyway don't go back to rockville but you know beirut's a modern city they have yes, discotheques they probably have the an israeli version of wi-fi there they have well i hope they don't have an israeli version because that's going to make some people mad but yes everywhere you go <laughs> no, I'm, just, read, I'm just saying you can't search for blood and milk on the same connection i read a i read a, a thing online that was like you know hezbollah actually has a museum a museum of Hezbollah, Ooh. and it's actually pretty good, and they're really nice there. <laughs> and I well, was that's, like, "That's cool." I feel like going to that now. Well, we still have one more episode to be able to, if you choose to, to be able to talk about this. Okay. Well, there's before, uh, before you go on your billabong or whatever. You it's also, called, I mean, I don't, I don't want to obligate <laughs> my billabong. I don't want to <laughs> obligate you to just to, to be talking to your uh, to a crazy person about uh, like an ill advised. Well, thing you told me doing. that in 2011. <laughs> 